Yes. Are we rolling? Yes. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Community Service Podcast. There's nobody sitting to the left of me right now. There is. Um, today's guest is my dear friend, Greg Wallach. I absolutely love him. He's hilarious and one of my best buds. And uh, where will I be at next? Uh, come catch me live. And I'm coming to Phoenix, Arizona, January 20th, and then uh, through the 23rd, and San Francisco, January 30th. Followed by, why are you laughing at me, Greg? Followed by Florida. Just go to my website. Go to the shows. Buy tickets in advance so they get canceled. I love you all so much. Tune into this episode right now with my dear friend, Greg Wallach. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, watch this. <laughs> oh, I can hear you drinking. <laughs> That's right. Are we rolling? Yeah. All right, we're starting. We were starting an hour ago, but Greg had to go to the bathroom. <laughs> and I heard him rummaging through my cupboards. What's your problem, bro? <laughs> no, you were telling me that you had a friend that took a long time in the restroom. We're not going to name him, but his name was Christopher Lund. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, said person was going through your stuff, you were saying? No, I just said, you know how you when, heard cabinets. Open. I just said, you know how when somebody comes to your house and they go, oh, I need, you know, where's the bathroom? And then they're in there for a little too long. And then you just get nervous because you start hearing the cupboards open. Like, I'm always like, I just was like, oh, do you, are you all right? Because I thought they maybe needed more toilet paper or whatever. They were trying to steal your bike in. But see, I, I'm, I'm never thinking that. I'm never. So I just was like, oh, they must need something. <laughs> yeah, I never would think to do that either. <laughs> you never. You do. Oh, man. I used to go in everyone's medicine cabinet and steal whatever drugs they had. I'd just fucking take them right there on the spot. On the spot. Mm -hmm. You wouldn't save any for later. I wouldn't take all their drugs. I, I was a drug addict, so I was a piece of shit, but I have, I have a conscience. Uh -huh. So I couldn't take, you know whoever's uh mother's whole prescription but i bet i bet you better believe it took about half of that motherfucker i'd be like yeah there's some she'd be like wow that prescription went rather quickly yes it did i think i only keep things in my bathroom that i would want people to have you just have a uh, like x lax chocolates <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and that's why they're taking so long <laughs> The vicious yeah. cycle, man. Like, I feel like the bathroom, like the bathroom, it's just like, if it's here, it's for your kind of use. Right? Yeah, because I would hide all my narcotics. I mean, I'm not putting, <laughs> not putting the good stuff in the old. You're getting the Phillips Milk of Magnesia and Celine Solution. Celine? Celine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What is it called? Celine Solution? Celine? Celine, Selena, Celine Solution. Anything for like Selena Sol Celine Solution. Dion. That's Celine Dion skincare. Fuck Celine Dion. Celine... There's only one Selena. Celine Solution. Oh, Selena. Solution. Oh, Cel Celine Dion's cool. I saw her live. I started crying. But then she made like children's clothing <laughs> that had like devil horns on it, and I, and I checked out. I was like, that's for a baby. Let's leave the devil out of that. And she got a lot of, uh, made fun of a lot on the internet, and be like, you're. That's children's clothes. I missed that entirely. Did she have a 
She had a clothing line and it was weird. It was definitely weird. I mean, it, it, obviously it wasn't, you know, you can't, it, it's just, it's like, why is there blood splatter on my child's <laughs> nightgown? You know, it was weird. You're just like, what the fuck? This is for kids. Like, whatever you want to, you know. I think she's had a complicated past of her own, so that might have something to do with it. Yeah. But we don't have to talk about we, her. What was her past? Oh, I don't know. Well, she used to be a horse. <laughs> well, I think she, her man, her manager fell in love with her. I think when she was really young, and then uh, she married him, and he's dead now. But like, so um, she won. <laughs> no, I don't know what kind of game they were playing, but I don't know. I just remember on Oprah, he there was this creepy sort of moment on Oprah where he goes, Oprah, when Celine was a little girl, I looked at her one way, and then when she turned 18, I looked at her in a new way. Oh, I didn't know <clears> none of that. Yeah. I didn't know none so of that. So it was a little weird. bit like, but they're, they're, I do know yeah. that there was love in the relationship, and she loved him, and they had a family together, because that's why I cried at her uh, concert. Uh, because my father was there and he was beating me. No, I was just kidding. No, he loves Celine Dion, uh, and we went to see her concert in Vegas. And then it was so sad because she was paying homage to her husband who was passing at that time. And so they, she showed a clip of their family. And then she sang all by myself, and it was a rap. Oh, or I don't know. She sang a good ballad. And I was like, oh. Maybe that's why that was semi-acceptable in that interview because they were. They stood the test so, of they time. They were so in love. It yeah. didn't really matter how it started out. Yeah. I did not expect to talk about her. But anyway. <laughs> how did. Oh, Selena. Celine. Celine Solution. Celine Solution. <laughs> and that's. And I could be. I could have that wrong. But I think that's right. Well, how, Google's it, Chris. Google's. What, how old anyway. was Celine Dion when she started dating her grandfather? <laughs> <laughs> and hey, no, it's, you know. Now the children's clothing with blood splatters marks as the art is all making sense. No, something, something. Work it out. You work, work it, it out. out. Um, so, oh, I wanted to ask. I saw Boo on the way in and Mr. Cat. So what is, is Boo pregnant? What is going Everyone on? Everyone thinks she's pregnant, uh, but she just has worms. <laughs> <laughs> but I thought worms would I've make got you worms. skinnier. That's what I'm going to call it. Um, no, <clears throat> we took her to the vet and she's been treated. Well, there's a vicious cycle because we let them outside and they get fleas. They eat the fleas. They get worms. Oh. So we're constantly battling that and flea bass and treatment. But then if we lock them up, they hate us. They hate life. So we sure. just. And then we don't even, they just go out in the morning. Like, they go out for two, three hours and come back. Right. And uh, I think we just fed her too much and she got fat because we all thought she was pregnant and she is fixed. She is not pregnant. But the oh. neighbors, strangers walking by, <laughs> we were like, is she? How old? He was 38 and she was 12 when they met. Oh, that's weird. And he started managing her. And then when she was 17, it says here in this article, when she turned 17 or 18, her feelings changed towards him. And then mm. they started dating. Okay, that that's better. When she was 19. And nobody thought it was a good idea because he was 26 older than her and had a bunch of failed marriages. But, but they, they did love each other. Yeah. You could see that. I mean, whatever. And I'm not, a, I'm here she to say. She was the pursuer, then it's okay, right? I'm not going to get into that. 
That was that's the way the article framed it was that she I'm was saying the one. He, I, I don't know I don't know I think if you're an adult and a youngster is coming for you you're still the adult yeah but they had built a life together it wasn't like yeah. he was like I'm gonna bag this hole real quick and kick her to the curb <laughs> it's it's fucking it is yeah. it's different he it's it's still weird but it's like it's not that he's not right. using and abusing he built a life and a family with her so. And I don't mean to come for her in any kind of way. I'm I'm feel I'm fine with that. I feel pretty neutral I'm not fine in general with her baby garments. <laughs> I I have no idea what they're like. I really don't know. I don't either. I only saw her once. I said, "Hey," and she said, "Who the fuck are you?" <laughs> <laughs> Want some piss? What what are you <laughs> Is it um Liquid IV Mata? Liquid IV. That's a Kevin Hart company, is it not? <clears throat> I don't know, but I love it. I heard that somewhere, I think. I don't know if it's true. So it's like Gatorade, sort of. Yeah. Kevin Hart got... It, oh, so it's it, like... It is like, oh, like a skull and... Like oh, a, my God. Is that the Celine? Yeah, like a bull's head skull. Oh. Flames. That one, that one's kind of cool. That's that was, that was cool. weird. That was weirder shit. You're going <laughs> to take it back. You're going to be like, I, was, I, I went like, oh. No, that's interesting. Well, it's different than her... You know, you have to like spread your. It's also different, like Iron Maiden with (laughs) Eddie the Skeleton on a rocker's kid. Like, I understand that. But Celine Dion (laughs) with skulls and bones and crosses, I'm like, but you're Celine Dion. You're not Ozzy. You know, your grace, your elegance, you have a beautiful voice. You're not. just like little skulls around a yeah like a onesie. Oh. I like it. It's like it's like it's like death and it's like Louis Armstrong. And I think to myself, what a wonderful world. And then he's selling skulls and bones. It's like it doesn't yeah <laughs> it doesn't match. It's also funny to see like a death skull onesie on a baby. It's like yeah. birth and death. It's just reminding you. Yeah. Like. From the cradle to the <laughs> from the cradle, cradle to, to the, gray. the grave. That's a good Tupac song. It's cute though, and I I don't mind it. I don't know. Um, I had some questions. Well, let's just get to it. Sure. My favorite story of all time is when uh, for the for, let's do a little backstory. This is Greg Wallach. I've known you for oh, hey. years. We met through stand up and storytelling. Maybe yep. about eight, nine years. It looked quite it's some time. It's been a while. It's was I even sober when I met you? I was fresh sober. I, I believe that you like were, month. sir. Yes. I remember. And then, uh, and then, so we met through comedy, but later we also, I used to always ring you up at old Trader Joe's. You shopped yeah, at my store. Yeah. And you know what story I'm getting to? Remember the old, uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> the old, uh, the old Badalac and the Cadillac? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so yeah so i used to always do carryouts for you and and well i would walk i would i I live close so i'd walk home but i would walk you when you when you no, but when you buy too much groceries right (laughs) he 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 buy he he he, first of all you're independent fucker because this motherfucker would just put a goddamn case of water on top of his head and just fucking walk, walk home. home. I'm like, Greg, let me help you out here. <laughs> <laughs> and then there was this one lady that lived out of, she didn't live out of her car. I saw where she lived. She lived near me on the old sweet She had apartment. a lot of, she, her life was looked, inside the car. It looked yeah. as if she lived out of her car. 
and I used to do carry outs for this lady. And we called her the piss lady. And I've spoken of her before, and it's pretty fucked up. We called her the piss lady, but she smelled like rancid piss. That was the reason for the name. Yeah, she was an elderly woman who had some challenges in that area, probably. So I would, yeah. I, and then, and then I would, I helped her, her to her car. <laughs> and then Greg was walking by. And and then I was like, oh, Greg, I got you a ride home. <laughs> yeah. I'll let you tell the story because I forget. Yeah, and so Craig goes. I just saw your face. Craig goes, uh, Greg, uh, this woman's going in your direction. If you want to get in the car, uh, she'll help you out. Because I like walk with crutches and it's a little bit hard to carry. And he had paper bags. And paper it's, bags. It's just, it's a, and it's I'm a, like, yeah, thanks. It's score. And so uh, Craig knowing, <laughs> Craig sort of knowing what her car environment was like and what her personal environment was like, I sit down in the car and then Craig like pushes the door shut and he just looks at the window and he's like, bye. And it just smells insane. Like yeah. I was, like, and I got it. Like you had already shut the door, but I sort of like. Oh. Your yeah. face, the look on your face. You're just like. <laughs> like a horror movie. Yeah. I love shit like that. Like I'm kind. It's like, okay. Let me help the piss lady out. Let me help my friend out. And then I was like, hey, pee-pee lady, I got a friend who needs a ride. Can you take him home? Yeah. And she's like, oh, yeah, hop on in. And I'm like, oh, yeah. Now we're cooking. And just to speak on her behalf, she was a sweet lady. She's a sweet lady. But aside from having sort of a personal uh, hygiene thing, her car, I mean, it was one of those cars where you couldn't really see out the windows because there was just so Stuff. much Ho hoarder, stuff. Like hoarder hoarder definitely, to the millionth degree. Yeah, yeah, definitely like a hoarder car situation. And her car smelled as if she had piss in one of those pee bottles, <laughs> let it ferment, <laughs> and then she poured it out yeah. on the dash so all the, the air conditioning would just spew out piss. Although if you're a lady and... Like to be a lady and have a piss bottle in your car—that's a talent. That's a woman. It's not. <laughs> that's a woman. Especially that's... an elderly, especially someone who's elderly. You have to kind of get into a certain kind of position to make a. She's pick. like back in my day, we called it bat winging it. <laughs> How do you think rabies started? Oh God! <laughs> bat winging it. <laughs> No, yeah, that was back. And it that started was, with this lady's wee wee. No, no, that was back before we were so concerned about proximity. Yeah, the good old days. The good you, old when you can get into a hoarding car of hot box of piss and right off. And she would not sunset. roll her windows down either. Oh, um, yeah, no, no. I think it was broken. I think that's the first thing I went to like discreetly kind of look for, and it just didn't really work <laughs> and you're like oh god yeah I was like and it was only like maybe what like four blocks but yeah. um yeah oh a guy um walked me all the way home the other day he said oh can I carry out for you and I go no I'm walking and he goes oh well where do you live and I go oh just over we used to always do that remember that old Russian lady I used to always I, nobody else would do it and I'd have to carry her uh, home yeah yeah 
She gave me those Russian candies. Yeah. I felt so bad. She didn't want me to leave. I was like, lady, I got to go back to work. But he was really nice. He goes, oh, I said, oh, I just live like four blocks down. And he's like, oh, let me just go. But he just stepped out without asking anyone. And then at the end of the journey, he's like, oh, I'm the manager. So I get to like decide. And so that was cool. He goes, it gets me out. So and we had a conversation, you know talked about them. I wasn't a manager they just didn't want to do it and they knew I wouldn't rat them out or sue so they'd send me for the- <laughs> <laughs> it's nice I mean might as well get out for a minute have a yeah, little, have a little walk I didn't <clears throat> care unless it was the pee lady it's funny though because we knew each other as friends and I used to come in there to legitimately get my groceries and uh, I don't want to call him by his mean name the big the big guy the big guy big dumb guy i don't want to claim him as a dumb guy but you know your coworker. which one they're all dumb no the one that you <laughs> used to call the big dumb guy or the big big dumb white boy yeah he's not actually dumb no i'm not <laughs> calling him dumb but i just didn't want to like i didn't want to he's invoke. really smart That's he's why it's great no, no, no i just didn't want to invoke it i didn't want to i didn't want to own that for him but uh he used to say uh I'm a grown adult man, and I went into Trader Joe's to get my groceries, and he said to me one day, he goes, Craig's not here today, so you guys can't be disruptive. (laughs) He was was just joking. (laughs) No, I know. But I was like, sir, I am shopping. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, I need some oatmeal. Yeah. Oh, no, he didn't mean anything. No, I know. I love him. bring it up on a podcast that he listens to. Does he listen to it? (laughs) Yes. No, I, I'm. Hey, uh, you're Daniel the... Gorman, Greg Wallach hates Gorman. You. Gorman, <laughs> I don't hates hate you. Your guts. I was trying not to invoke the big dumb and guy. He big, gave me that aloe that I broke off a piece to give you, and now you're oh. talking shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not talking shit. I love him. He's great. I didn't want to invoke that nickname because I don't see him that way. That's what I was trying to say. Yeah, well, I do. I don't really? care if you give me aloe. No, big dumb white boy. That guy is so big. I saw him. I mean, I spoke of it. He's, remember, when we, he was a twig when we first started working with him a decade ago, and then he just started doing squats, and now he's a big corn-fed, fry-fry, can't talk. <laughs> he looks like a corn-fed uh, football player now. Right. I'm like, your back is too big. He squats like 500 pounds. It's crazy. He'd be like, actually, it's 540. I'm like, okay. Well, Whatever. I'll take care of that aloe, and I appreciate it. I didn't mean to, like, slander him. Um, Wait, where was it? Oh, yeah, you... uh. You caught me in many moments at the old Trader Joe's. Remember I was scraping gum off the floor? And oh, I was yeah. just like, fuck my life. <laughs> but you know my what? My manager you... gave me a razor and he's like, go scrape the gum off the floor. And I and that, you know, story of my life. I just But done the like preamble gum. I think to that story is you had just done like a really huge, amazing venue. Yeah. Like did you do the will I, will turn or I something? I think I like had that? just done the will turn. Yeah. And then I was scraping gum off right. the floor and I was just like and it was one of those moments where you're really nuts. hurting in retail, where you're really Just, like, oh. It's in my act, but yeah. the, po- the high highs and low lows of this business, I mean, sold out Wilter, not by my own accord. I was with Dalia, and he still, sold that's that that's a really big accomplishment. Yeah, 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 for sure. Los Angeles, uh, my hometown, two shows sold out, Wilter, Led Zeppelin played there. I'm on that shit, fucking did well, wake up the next day, 
Craig, can you scrape gum off the floor while the store is yeah. open and everyone can see you? Here's a razor. <laughs> Don't use it on yourself. Use it on the floor. No problem. And you said something to this woman who was shopping there, and she's like, well, maybe she gave a very, like, L.A. white girl answer. Like, remember, fuck remember that? Off. Yeah, it was really funny. No she's matter like, what you say about perspective, I'm scraping yeah. somebody else's gum off the floor. <laughs> and it's always super fun when you work in retail to have the customers give you advice about how you should live. Oh, no, it's, it's okay. the best. I know 90% of customers are all monster. They don't give a shit whether you live or die. Get me my snap peas, asshole. But keep your head up. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, it's, it's tough. I did the retail thing for a... You talked about that, too. You time. went to Australia, and you were treated like an absolute rock star, right? Oh, yeah. I had this <clears throat> gig in Australia that I... Uh, I would. The show was really successful. I performed for like a month. I was on the cover of like... What is that uh, called? A residency, right? A little bit like a residency. I was there for the Mardi Gras. The, yeah. It's one of their biggest uh, sort of gay and lesbian events, gay and lesbian events in the world, actually. And it was so fun and amazing. And and then you flew um, back home to work at Sephora? Yeah, there was like radio, radio and TV, newspapers, all this stuff. And then I came back home and I was working at the body shop. The body shop, in the right. In the World Trade Center. Oh, shit. Yeah. And I was so... I mean... And I was in front of like, I think this it's like a thousand people a night for oh like a month. And then to come home and go to your retail thing, it's, and listen, no shame in any of any of it, but it is awfully hard to wake up the next morning, like fly back from a huge gig and then just be snapped. It's It's, it's a weird thing that it does to your brain because yeah. um, it's, it obviously intense. I worked, a, I was a regular working class Joe for my entire life until I got fired. And uh, <laughs> what, but like when you, it's weird because when you work, it's almost all that you know. But then when you like a thousand seaters every night, it then was you amazing. taste that. Yeah. Then to go back to <laughs> go this, back. you're just like, this hits different now. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, al it's almost, it's, it's fucked because obviously you don't want to never experience this, you know, the theater gigs and shit. But then when you do, it's just like these polar swings. You're just like, I'm going to fucking snap. Yeah. Um, it was like in the beginning of the pandemic when I had no stand up, I was actually, you become used to that. But then when I would get like one set of every other week, you're like, wait, I want that more now. You know, yeah. you now know what it is and it makes you hungry and want that. And it's just uh, it's just tough on the old soul there, to be quite honest. Yeah, it is. It is kind of a little bit of a rude awakening, but also grant. I mean, all the grounding and all that stuff. Yeah. But it's hard to see it in that moment. But you've been touring around a lot, like throughout <clears throat> the last couple of years, which has been so impressive considering everything that's been. How's touring life been? How have things been? Um, every possibility imaginable. Uh, like I've been treated like a rock star and like hey you know what what do you want in the like like yeah. what's in your writer we didn't get a writer you what do you want oh, to yeah. uh <clears throat> to literally being accused of stealing a t-shirt from the club so like once <laughs> oh again the, the the swings are uh the polar did you it was my first question did you no okay. i was grabbing my merch out of my suitcase okay and fair uh, enough uh it's just the like some people, some clubs treat you like family, and right. some clubs uh, treat you like you broke in the place. I gotta um, tell, you, I, and a bunch in between. 
you know. I feel like in the spirit, well, not necessarily because resolutions are whatever, but in the spirit of the new year, I think you should develop a writer because I think it's an important thing to have. If you I just want room temperature Let's water. It. That's it? That's fucking it, dude. I know that's admirable and all that stuff, but when you you'd be surprised when, how often green rooms just don't even have water, and you're just like, it's true. oh my god, just water, <clears throat> just <But> water. <laughs> I remember once a fruit bowl with some pineapple. That sounds nice. I remember once when I was touring around a lot, I was bumping into a theater after Leah Delaria was leaving and you know leah from orange is the new black mm -hmm. she's a comedian and jazz singer so great and um <clears throat> they brought me to the theater a little early and i saw the green room and it had carpet and like a painting on the wall and there were there were flowers and like tea and coffee and all little cookies and nice things and i just was like oh, this green room is so not, like she did all that because right? you know, you know when you have a moment where you're like oh the venue just really like the most minor thing you just feel so like cared for and cared about and I was like oh my god this is gonna be the best venue so great and I was so touched by it and then they took me to lunch <clears throat> and then brought me back to load in for my show and the very you know how theaters they're kind of like a little maze or something yeah. I thought I had literally walked back into the wrong room you got the closet it was like <laughs> a con it was like the the carpet was gone the painting everything was gone oh no 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 that was and, for Leah and no one yeah else. exactly it was like just leave it there it was just a block of cement room and I'm like what happened to all the stuff and I was kind of being low-key about it but I was like curious and and then uh, <clears throat> Leah was like, "Wow, like you gotta get a writer." And so I like learned, like you gotta add, if you, yeah. I mean, not that you have to have more than water, but now nah, get a I, writer when you're selling the shows out, and until then, don't get a writer. No, but like, I think this if motherfucker, they, I, I, but, we spent more on the green room than he made us in the right, box. Right, that's true. That's true. Can you turn his mic down a little bit, please? Oh, am I too loud? Yes. Did I start talking loud? You get excited. No, it's just loud in the headphones. No, it is a little loud. Um, um, but but she's like, you should get a writer, you know, like. And yes, to a certain extent. It was, it was I'll, get, I'll get one when I advice. get there. Until then, I just want fucking water. It's so easy. Water um, and water in a fruit cup. How about hot and cold water? I don't want to talk you to anything you don't need. Just water, bro. Okay. I like a little hot. I like a little hot water. Maybe they'd be able, the ability to make some tea. Most of them have that, which is quite lovely. Yeah. Um, Beyonce, I heard, asks for... At first, I thought it was a real diva move, but she asks for, like, a new toilet seat. This is what I heard. I don't really know. No, she, fuck all that. When you get to that level, you get whatever the fuck you want because you've no, been shit first, on your whole life. Your I, whole... Maybe not her, but most the rest of us. She's been fucking... Uh, but Brilliant when I heard that celebrities gate, want like a, a toy, like I go, oh, what a princess kind of a thing. But then when you go to some venues and there's not a toilet seat on the, or they're really bad. Or it's got graffiti then, carved then into then it. You, then you understand like why maybe you want a fresh toilet seat. Trip to the Home Depot. It's not a problem. But at first when I read it, I'm like, what a diva -y kind of thing. And then you go in some venues and you go, uh. That's always really funny to me how the front of venues can be so opulent <clears throat> and so beautiful. And then the backstage is like saw. Yeah, there's so many green rooms. You're just, there's, there's also 
I'm also, uh, you know, we ain't in the uh, A-Leagues quite yet. We got some... Uh, we got some great clubs, but you know, there's, there's these A clubs that seat like 600 that are for all the famous fucks. And, uh, fuck, I forgot where I was going with this. What was I just talking about? Oops. Um, oh, a lot of the, a lot of clubs just don't even have green rooms. And right. at my level, that's fine. But can you imagine being like Chris Tucker or, you know, and just sitting in the audience with the people, you're too famous at that point. <laughs> and that's Oh, like bad. standing in the back, yeah, just, just standing in just the back, standing. waiting. So I remember doing a club that Chris Tucker did, and then and then I was like, "There's no green room here." I was like, "Where the fuck did he hang out? He's way too famous to sit in the back corner." Like I could sit in the back corner, I might get two to six heads. There he is, you know, <laughs> Chris Tucker. The whole show will be turned around. Why, why are we watching the host? He's right there, you know. Like uh, I, I just say his name because first of all, I'm a fan. I love him, and. uh you know, but you know what I mean? It's just like, what do you just wait outside <laughs> in the car? Yeah, I don't know. It's weird uh, when you get to that level where it's just like the green room is important for that. I need somewhere to sip my hot tea. Okay, I'm out of ideas. Carry my podcast. You're here. out of ideas? Mm-mm. I, you, got- I saw the one where you were by yourself and I thought it was very t- nice how much you shouted out, uh, Chris. Oh, yeah, it's hard to talk. Yeah. It's really hard to just talk with no one in the room, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's weird. You're like, I am officially a crazy person now. <laughs> I feel like if you were ever going to branch out and have spinoffs on the podcast, it's like, I felt like there was a whole pre-show in the ride. Chris was nice enough to give me a ride down here. So uh, you could do like a, a BTS in the car. Behind the scenes, yeah, you could have a pre-show show, because we were we were talking yeah, about yeah, it was basically a podcast. It was the way we kind of yeah. did a little podcast on the way down, but we didn't. We say you guys talking without me. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you talking behind my. But it would be you didn't a, even it, hit record. It'd be a good behind the scenes uh, thing, I think. Um, let's talk about. I I just want to praise you. He worked uh, with Hazan. Mas, man, fuck, I fucked his name. Hassan Minaj on his special Homecoming King. On Homecoming King. Yeah, yeah. We, we co-developed that show and I directed... Over a year or two, right? Yeah, it, it took a little while to develop the first one. And then I uh, directed it for the stage and it was it ran at Cherry Lane Theater in New York for a long time before it... That's what I was so impressed with is that he ran and toured that show so because most people like build a show and shoot the special and then tour he kind of like build built the show toured it live and then shot it at the end Mm. and i feel like you could really tell a difference when you watch that particular special like he he had he'd worked at the material and knew it so well you know yeah that guy's a g2 and there's so many talented yeah no he's so good you just list them you're like oh and I worked There's on too him. many geniuses. I was a consultant on uh, his new one, The King's Jester, which is currently currently touring around. So nice, it's fun. And you work yeah. with Moses Storm on early development of his uh, white trash. Well, Moses I, Storm is a very funny comic, and he has an HBO so special it's coming out coming very out soon. This month, and it's yeah. called White Trash, right? I'm What's not it called? sure what Shit. it's called. But Help me out there, Tiger. When we. Uh, we just we did a we did a really really early version at the Kennedy 
Center, and uh, it was very early seeds of, okay. of of this special. But I'm so but still prou- very cool. Yeah, I'm so proud of him, and it's it's. I think it's you're gonna, the special whisper. Gonna be amazing. Yeah, yeah. I would love to. I would love. Yeah, to, we were working together yeah, for a second. Work and then, with you. I don't know what the fuck's going on, but it's all good. You're doing your thing. You're touring around. I'm slinging those jokes. So are you gonna eventually put everything together? And yeah, shoot? yeah. I finally, I, uh, yeah. We're in talks with some people, and if that shit hits the fan, I'll do that shit on my own. I don't give a nice. Hoot. I think that's the way to do it. Yeah, and I already have. It's a lot of uh, older jokes, but I've never, and some newer shit. I've never put them all together in one straight. You know, it's just little clips and. I didn't even post them like Laugh Factory post them. Right. I'm not getting paid for it. I want to put it out in its entirety and be like, here's my album. Here's here's my little special, whether it's on YouTube, Prime, Netflix, or HBO, and then be like, it's 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 one little piece, you know. So right. I have a lot of callbacks that go to all these jokes, um, and I uh, I never really got to, unless you're at a live show, they don't. It never really existed. You know what I'm trying to say in its entirety out there on any platform, and I want to do that. Yeah, and then retire it and move on. You know what I'm saying? What's up? Everything's trash. Is that what it's called? I, I guess so. Maybe I th- you changed the name. I'm then. not I thought sure. It was white trash. I, I thought I saw a graphic that said white trash at yeah. one point, or trash white. Trash white. That was yeah. It. That was the graphic that I saw. I'm excited. I think it's gonna be good. I think I, I'm so excited. Yeah, he's he's so talented. He's so funny. He's fun to watch because you never know what's gonna happen. I love that type of performer. That is certainly yeah. True. Trash White. Yeah. Huh. Anyways, check it out. He's brilliant. Bloody funny folk. Bloody funny folk. Why so did you're I say that? Hydrated and cleansed. Poopy. I actually yeah. had this in the room. Uh, it's empty to put uh, old batteries and recycle and be a decent human being and not throw uh, them in the trash. Um, but I have a full one. I'm impressed. In that you, my ass. No. <laughs> yeah. I'm impressed that you made it through this entire. Uh, if you how, don't know, I've been preaching the Celium Hus a long time. WeHo got me in. Them gay boys got me in. You know, they want that clean booty hole. Sure. That's the ticket. You in the fudge packing, get some psyllium hus, baby. Hooey. <laughs> that's, that's a good endorsement. It's a joke. It's just jokes. Nothing but love, baby. No, but it's true. There it is. They got a Trader Joe's Whole Foods CVS. Don't buy that Metamucil cut with fucking God knows what chemicals right. get one ingredient husk husk yeah no it's in, it's important it's important to keep everything and if you eat a pound of fiber every day you don't need it but you know most of us are eating cheeseburgers and shit you need it yeah smoothies what's your deal how do you do i just it? chug it with uh really wow yeah smoothies it's it's it solidifies right it gets too clunky. i just do it with like an emergency so it flavors the water. Mm-hmm. It doesn't taste bad. I just don't like it. I'm also, you know, I like sugar. 
And so you're ready for butt play, is what you're telling. We're trying to, what you're trying to tell her. Yeah, about. I keep telling Sadie but, but, to go down on my asshole. And she's like, no, no. I said, I'll buy you a new bicycle if you eat that oh, ass. No. Eat that ass. I bought her a brand new bike. So far, she hasn't eaten my ass. Oh, and I was like, I'm always trying to eat your ass. And she's like, yeah, I'm more into you eating my vagina. And I don't know if she wants me to say this stuff, <laughs> but it's my podcast. So what are you going to do, Sadie? <laughs> no, because uh, she has a beautiful booty hole. And, uh, <laughs> and then, and you know, I want to munch on it. And she's like, it's not, I'm more, you know, move up. And I'm like, oh, boring. <laughs> I want the threat of an infection in my face. You know what I'm saying? I want risk. Am I getting gingivitis from that ass? Is that a thing? I hope not. Am I getting pink tooth? <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, my family listens to this. Isn't this great? Just joking. None of it's true. It's all true. Um, what? <laughs> Boy, I got it in my head right there, didn't I? <laughs> edit. We're not going to edit. It's good stuff. <laughs> um, hmm. There's just something appetizing about a, a pretty ass. Sure. You know, no I... matter what, he's more into the hairy asses. I'm more into the... <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. You just let me drown over here by myself. That's Help me right. out. Throw uh, me a lifeline. No, Throw I'm, me a lifeline, Wallach. I agree. I agree. <laughs> he's like, I love an Armenian asshole. I'm num, 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 num. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Why has it got to be an Armenian? Because I said hairy okay. and Armenians oh, are yeah, pretty okay. hairy. Got you. Yeah, I don't know. That's the connection. Sure, I'm racist. Sure. Oh, um, I'm not. That's a joke. You love, you, love, love. That was always a source of comedy. When I was, I remember one time I was in Trader Joe's, and this guy had this American flag little booty shorts on because we we're in West Hollywood, and it had stars on the butt. Was it the guy with the butt and dick implants? You seen that guy? Oh no! What is going on down there? It's like uh, mm. Ben Stiller from uh, Dodgeball, but in real life, where you you look, you're like. <laughs> but this guy had American booty shirt, American flag booty you shirts on. And you talked about his, because there were stars on his. Butt. Oh, he had a brown star and on then the you back. You said the brown. You said, oh, my well, cousin I, had a brown star. You said, but I love the brown star the most. And I could, I and you couldn't <laughs> believe that. I couldn't believe that you talked to the customers like that. So. Was he gonna do? You gonna rat me out? No, he loved it. I think, yeah, yeah. I think that's, that's what, what I, was really funny. Is like everybody in the neighborhood really enjoyed. I'm glad you said that because yeah. I know I said inappropriate shit to customers all day, every day, but I couldn't tell you what. And there's an example of me saying to a man <laughs> in bicycle shorts. Hey, I like the brown star on the back. You yeah, know? you said I like your American flag shorts, but the brown star on the back's my favorite. You just got to say it with a smile. <laughs> you shit your pants. It's a um, compliment, it's though. Funny. I think. I think it's, it's funny. It's funny. Yeah. I called one old, uh, old gay dude old, and he got real mad. He ratted me out, remember? Mm -hmm. Well, that's not nice. But he made fun no of me likes first. To be called old. Yeah, you guys had like a joking relationship. Yeah, then... he came at me and yeah. then I came at him. And then he later apologized. Because I was like, hey, man, you could make fun of me. I can't make fun of you. Your old ass motherfucker ain't got no <laughs> sense of humor. He's like, being called old is the same as uh, being called the N-word. I'm like, ah, oh. is it? Because 
<clears throat> Remember he said that to the managers. I can believe it maybe. Hey, just is the same yeah. as racist. I don't think that's. I said, I don't, I don't think, think so, bro. Right. <laughs> I don't think so. Yeah. Anyways, he's, we, we he's made it. He's reaching there. He's yeah. reaching. I was like, don't don't was go tat the... for tat with a comic if you're going to get your your feelings in a little bunch. Meanwhile, in a little brown he's like, star I'm bunch just in the back. shopping. He goes, I'm just shopping. Yeah, I was stocking some shit, and he said some shit, and I was like, fuck you, old man. <laughs> <laughs> and then he got mad at that. Yeah. What a, what a, what a shocker. Yeah. Oh. I don't remember exactly what I said. Just off the cuff, you know? Maybe it was worse. Do you think it was worse? No. No. Mm-mm. No, I don't know. I mean, you are a human. I mean, when I, all those years I worked in cosmetic retail, uh, you are a human being and you are allowed to. Yeah, I call people out. You you are allowed to respond. I loved not giving a fuck whether or not if I got fired or not, because it gives you uh, free range to say and do whatever the fuck you want in, in, you know, obviously in good. I'm not doing that out of nowhere, you know. Mm. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta poke. I'll poke sure. back. You think I want this job? No, <laughs> it's fine, bro. Yeah, and I love that. It's like freedom. You're like, go ahead. What are you gonna do? Fire me? Look what happened. <laughs> <laughs> you Funny. set me free. Yeah. Since leaving Manchester, is free. that is an important leap, though. I feel like when you finally decide, like, okay, I'm just gonna go for it and. Uh, yeah, that first year was just, the anxiety I had. <clears throat> I wouldn't wish upon anybody. I couldn't sleep at night. I didn't have weed or CBD then either. I was just eating myself alive. Didn't have microdosing. Wasn't doing my morning pages. Just anxiety. I started to hate a couple people because it was this one gentleman. And I had worked my way up into the Laugh Factory. And, uh, and you know... I got spots and got paid, and then a new booker took over. I was getting all these spots and all this money, and then he was like, no. And and then he tried to make me a bringer and host. I'm like, I'm already passed through the owner. Like, fuck off. And But because I needed, at that point, I needed that money mm-hmm. to survive. So then I started to hate that man. And now if that happens, you're like, oh, whatever. I'll go to these other two clubs. Big whoop. Mm-hmm. I don't need it, you know? It's it's out of uh, that necessity that makes your brain go to weird, angry. Um, I don't want to say desperate, I, you know, just survival, and you just you blame it on that one guy, and get bitter. I guess mm. it wasn't a healthy place in my head at that second because I just it was the unknown and I was terrified. Yeah, transitions are hard, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, you're kind of like leaping off, and I remember when I finally made that jump, and I'm like, oh, I can't sell soap to people <laughs> and, yeah. and i just gotta try to do my work you know and so and it, it, it is a scary transition moment but then it eventually it all worked out it worked it you worked haven't out. worked retail in how long oh my god it's been eight years no it's been maybe like 15, 15? or more yeah years. damn i didn't yeah. know that um the body shop pain in your eyes felt like yesterday (laughs) yeah i don't know it was like i feel like the i feel like when i worked like early 90s or i was at the world i i worked at the world trade center body shop location right after the first attempt the first bombing the one that didn't really work Remember, remember that one so whenever that was i'm so bad with time but had it been like 99 yeah 
that but shit I was... w- oh i know i went i when i went to that gig in sydney australia that was 1994 so i was working uh in retail like 92 like early 90s yeah you had a tv show and then the usa network bought got bought up right no i was just in development at usa for a long time and then um, and then they went under no no they're doing great they're, they're around. still around yeah no no no. they they're doing I don't have cable <laughs> they're part of their nbc universe they're part of nbc ah. universal but i was in development there for a while and i think they were gonna start a comedy um branch or arm uh and then they just ended up not doing that and so a lot of shows i think uh billy eichner uh, and julie klausner had difficult people i think was in development there i believe i could be wrong but i think they ended up going to hulu and so a lot of projects that were happening at that time kind of went out to other places but i was just in development with them for quite a while and I'm from uh, L.A. originally. I'm from the Inland Empire, but I lived in New York for about 10 or 12 years. I.E., baby. Yeah. And then... Uh, it's where we ship my rowdy cousins when they get in trouble. Really? Where do you send I mean, them? Maybe a couple of times. Riverside. Riverside. <laughs> Riverside or New Mexico. Yeah. So I... Uh, yeah, no, I... So I went to New York and then I... Uh, the USA Network thing is what got me back here because I had been touring around with The Moth, which is a storytelling. You, you've you done one yeah, before. They are, were my, I think one of my first real shows on a, just a raffle, that, that raid story that went viral. And Lauren Weedman, I've seen the clip and Lauren, yeah. Lauren Weedman yeah. introduces you. Who, yeah. She's so great. She's so, she's so nice, so, so funny. So funny. And uh, But I was touring around with the Moth. They were doing this thing with um, USA called Characters Unite. And it was an, in, an initiative where they brought people who had different belief systems together through storytelling and, and kind of to say that we can come together through our store. Through they our need stories. to bring that back right <laughs> right, now. right away. Right yesterday. And so, uh, like, I remember Megan McCain was on one of them and Pam Greer and um, so many other great people. But I'd been going around on that tour with USA, and then by the end of the tour, um, this is carbonated. He just Did threw up in his that? mouth a little bit. <laughs> no, I hear that. Um, I was trying to hold <laughs> <over>. <laughs> I know. I was trying to hold a burp. But they, um, yeah, at the end of the tour, they they wanted to develop a show. And so it never really came to fruition. But it did get me out to L.A. It, like, got me to relocate back here. I'm going to New York. Oh, this will be out. You missed it. It's going to be so cold. I'm so scared. I looked at the weather. It was, like, 16 and snowing. And I'm like, oh, fuck. <laughs> Who said yes to this? You guys, I'm cold here. How am I going to do when this? When are you going? Wednesday. Tomorrow. Oh, wow, that's amazing. <laughs> Wednesday. Where are you? I, I got a pack. <laughs> <laughs> I need some snow boots. You need boots? The vans work? Uh, everything should be paved. If it snows while you're there, then you might have trouble. But it'll all be plowed out and cleared mm. out. Pretty much. You need a good you need a good shoe though. Like if you step in a puddle, I'll go to the van store and buy some all weather vans. 
I feel like that would be my advice. You would need a decent kind of shoe. I think I will actually go get one because I'm fucked. Well, there's also stores. Well, I'm going to put little little uh, little bags over my shoes. <laughs> there are also stores in New York, too. I'll go to the van store. Okay. <laughs> I can't go anywhere I try else. to remind myself that when I'm touring around and when I'm packing. Yeah. Because I have to carry what I'm bringing. I always think, well, Greg, there's also stores where you're going. Most most places. I got my Carhartt jacket. I hope that's enough. You're I get ready? scared of the weather. I literally got terrified. I don't know if you saw it. I went, oh, that's tomorrow. <laughs> I'm also stressed out because I don't know how I'm going to get from Philadelphia to Poughkeepsie. They got good train systems out there, don't they? Mm -hmm. I'll be fine. Where are you playing in New York? Uh, Laugh It Up Poughkeepsie and then Comics Roadhouse in Connecticut. And uh, we probably shouldn't talk about this because this comes out Uh, after. After you've done it. You missed it. Pay attention. I've been plugging it for six months now. Do you find that just when you got because this all is, the time it drives yeah. me insane. You, you just you leave just when you come place. into Philly. Yeah, I was exactly. there last weekend. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, oh man, you yeah. guys. I know I say this before. <clears throat> I'll I'll be honest. I don't give a fuck. I was doing Long Island Governors January 13th, and it got canceled to low ticket sales, and uh, it got canceled too early too. Because I was like, hey man, no one buys them early. I usually usually the day before the day of. And then I was willing to roll the dice, but I also didn't want to piss off the club. And they canceled it. They're like, we want to cancel. And then come to yesterday and today, everyone starts DMing me, what happened to the date? What happened to the date? Um, I'm like, buy the fucking tickets, man, or they get canceled. Like, Oh, so you think people are just waiting and we're going to roll up? when you Yeah, go, uh-huh. yeah most yeah, that's a hard bet. It's, ha- you, it's you hard. You just don't know. You got to sell at least 50 tickets. Uh, ahead of time or the club gets nervous are we gonna lose money on this kid i don't blame them at all it's it's just no, i get that totally it's just a shitty scenario of me not being famous enough is what it is <laughs> but now that you know purchase your tickets if you want to go to a show buy a ticket and yeah. you know i don't if you're hard on money you know fucking dm me i'll get you in free whatever but just go to the damn show Mm-hmm. Um, because I have a pretty good feeling if we had just rolled the dice, which I wanted to do, but I understand, you know, financial risk, uh, we would have been absolutely fine and had a good show. But they wanted to cancel them. I'm at the mercy of the club, so it is what it is. So buy your tickets ahead of time is the whole moral to that story. And also get more famous, Craig. Sell but more I, tickets, Craig. I, I kill it in some <clears throat> markets. It's just like, you know. I couldn't believe I sold out a few shows and hit some bonuses. That was yeah. cool. I, you know, I'm being honest. I had a couple cancels too. So, you know, there's the, uh, well, but I've seen both. so many people who are now really well-known famous people, but back in New York, I have, and I, you it's know, co- it is yeah. it over there. And I, and I hit up some homies and they're like, nah, it's kind of it's in the air, literally and figuratively the fear is there. Right. And everything is a little weird and wonky. So it wasn't just solely on, me but i've i was gonna say i've seen people who are now really well-known famous people where you know you saw them on a summer night in new york way back when when there were like three people in the room and i've i've done those shows too where you're just like and then now so famous and so well known and but everybody goes through those 
moments. Like I mentioned the cutting room earlier. I remember uh, the owner there, it was, I'd done a show there and it was like a hundred degrees outside. It was just one of those really hot New York days and nobody was in the club and cause it was just, the weather was brutal, you know? And so I had just finished doing a, a variety show which had several people in it to like an audience of like four. So there was one of those shows where there was literally like- 14 cast members. Yeah, and there was literally more people than that, but they were really good to us. We kind of did it rain or shine, you know? Um, and uh, I remember after the show, Steve said, oh, that you should watch this girl coming up next, Stephanie. Uh, what is her name? I can't, I don't know Lady Gaga's real name. But oh, she was on it? He goes, she was the next person coming in performing. God, that's so and wild. He goes, oh, you should watch this girl. She's got something really special. Like, she's really going to go somewhere. And it was a hot summer night. And I remember she had like a few more, but maybe like 15 people. You know what I mean? And like... And then Imagine I, seeing Lady Gaga in a basement if performing. A f- well, it fort, wasn't exactly a basement. People, it's whatever. actually a really nice club. But like, um, yeah, they'd forgotten about it totally. And then when she got famous, I went I, and someone said her name, her given name. I was like, oh, that's that girl that I way back when I watched in on a hot July night. Yeah, I, I saw uh, to perform to not that many people. Not but n- it's not a slam against her. It's just that That's just how it goes. That's how it goes, yeah. Not nearly as cool as Lady Gaga, but I saw Cold War kids perform at a coffee shop and that's fucking dope. They're pretty big. And uh big on the K rock radio if you're into rock music. Yeah, it's wild, you know? Yeah, I, uh, everybody goes through those moments I mean, where they're trying to I don't want to say I got a tickets. show got cancelled, but that's what happened and I don't really like lying. um fake it till you make it it sold out over capacity we had to cancel it (laughs) (laughs) i'm sorry we're gonna have to take a quick pb break i drank too much liquids again it's okay (laughs) and we're back i'm also just a fucking pp boy it runs in the family me my sister cynthia and my mother were all pissers it's so annoying you have to go a lot. Yeah, if we drink liquids, forget it. It's like, can we pull over? We just did. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, I yeah. Go. <laughs> I don't know. Did your did did your dad not like pulling the car over? Um, it does feel like I don't really remember. Probably, I mean, de- knowing my father, definitely not. But we pulled over, you know, at rest stops. I don't feel like it was a problem when I was a kid. It's more recent. Mm-hmm. It's not damn prostate. <laughs> I'm getting old. I don't think so. How how old? See, I'm going to get into dangerous territory like you and the customer. You don't talk about your I'm age. I'm 37. You're 37. That's not old at all. It's so old for this look. <laughs> was that the guy you used to shake his, never shake his soda? Was that the old guy? No, that was Lawrence. Yeah. I used to flip him off and make fart noises at him. There's all these characters, I think, because of your you chronicling that time. Yeah, that was some... I felt like certain customers wanted to come and be in your store. Oh, they they enjoy harassing yeah. me. Because I would let... They, you know, I mean... Uh, I don't know how else to say this, but it's usually older gay gentlemen and I'm straight, but I would flirt with them to get away with shaking their sodas, you know, and, and just, 
and just be to be like, okay, you want to grab my booty? I get to fuck with you on camera then. <laughs> oh, so that's what was. <laughs> no, they didn't. I mean, maybe. <laughs> oh, no, only well. two dudes grabbed my booty. All right. And I mentioned one's name on the podcast, and he got mad and stopped listening. <laughs> and the other fellow's deceased, and I let him get a few pinches in. Oh, yeah, you told that yeah. story about your coworker. Yeah. I, I love that story so much. Is it recorded? Is it? I need to do it. I, I started developing it again. It was a weird one. Like, I just, I just started it and then just shelved it for, like, two years. I, yeah. may have, I still have probably ran that story, like, a total of... 12 times oh it's so good it is a good story it's a good story i mean you don't have to go into it here but it's just a sweet story about your co-worker and yeah it's really good dart used to pinch my booty and ask if he could touch and see my dick (laughs) (laughs) and i'd be like get off me man go stock some carrots (laughs) (laughs) um and then at his funeral i said some some inappropriate shit because his family was slightly homophobic or somebody said something like May God have mercy on his soul. So at his yeah. funeral, I said, like, and now that he's gone, I really, I, I, I said that he used to touch my, squeeze my booty and uh, and ask if he could touch it and he see it. And now that he's gone, I really wished I would have just let him touch it once. You know? <laughs> oh, that was such a nice way to eulogize. Because I feel like you brought his spirit back. Yeah. It's, when you tell the he whole was a story, pimp. This so motherfucker beautiful. had charisma. Yeah. He, was, yeah. he, was just a, he was just a G. He was loved. Yeah. The, yeah, that was dope. Were you there? Yeah. Yeah, you were there. Yeah. I hope you developed that. Were you story nervous when I was up there really a little good. bit? Yeah. I you were the most polished performer in the whole room, so I figured like it felt like you headlined the funeral. I did though. Like. Remember yeah. they shut it off? <laughs> yeah. Because I said something. I said, you know, they're like, <laughs> oh, oh, they shut the mic off? Yeah, and I was like the wow. second one. They're like, okay, <laughs> we've had enough of this because they're conservative christians you know they're not not into the gay thing but it was also full of trader joe's employees and he was so beloved at the company that there was a line out the door of the like i don't know the numbers but let's just say there was 50 family and there was like 100 trader joe's Mm -hmm. that's how much he he loved he touched everybody (laughs) (laughs) well i just have to say like as a gay person and hearing when you tell the full story it is really sweet because i think a lot of people who maybe a lot of gay lesbian or even trans people who didn't or don't have good relationships with their family often when they die they get um like sometimes they get misgendered or sometimes uh they're they're not respected in for the life that they actually i I don't want to like i wouldn't say his whole family was disrespecting but i would say like one or two things was said where you go hey man right but i just think it's nice he's gone that you brought his (laughs) you don't need to say that yeah 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 (laughs) it wasn't awful but it was a couple of things at at, at at the religious moments where i was like yeah, you motherfuckers I'll get well that's you. why i think because if you know that if the person were there they wouldn't necessarily represent yeah. themselves that way so i, I, I came I, at them with, with with jesus on my side he would have laughed he yeah. would have rolled he would have cracked up. i think that's very important because i think a lot of gay and lesbian people kind of they're not there anymore to sort of have their own voice in that moment so they're friends that can really remember them and remember who they are i think it's really uh, yeah that's what's great about that story oh yeah he yeah he was a good dude it was he yeah anyways (laughs) so Uh. you were trading ass grabs for for (laughs) 
For were, headlining, my first headlining gig. Yeah. All those squeezes added added up to something. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. Annie Letterman, she can chime in, I guess. She, I mean, she might have been joking, but we were down at like, did she used to date a doorman at the improv? Or was she just doing a bit? Uh, she dated I w- an employee there. I don't think it was a doorman, but yes. Because there was a guy at the door one night and I was performing. I don't think we were in the same show, but I think that they were bumping up against one another. And she's like, um, oh, Greg, this is my boyfriend. But I couldn't tell if it was like a bit. And she goes, oh, Greg, this is my boyfriend. And he was the guy at the door, like kind of opening the door. And I went, oh, nice to meet you. And she goes, yeah, how else do you think I get I get all this stage time here? And she laughs and she goes, maybe you could get an extra 10 minutes too. You should ask, you should ask, you should ask him. And she's no, like, she's just wild and hilarious. Yeah. And she goes, that, that was definitely not her boyfriend. And she goes, she goes, or maybe it was, I don't know. And That's, she goes, I don't care. That's how cool I am. Yeah. <laughs> she is the best. I fucking love she her. She's so funny. She is my people. She is crazy as yeah. shit. But I, I walked it because I'm so sort of accepting. I go, is that her boyfriend? Yeah. And No, she's just and wild. And I, that's why and I, I love I and enjoy her so much because, like, I think I'm wild. And then I'm like, this lady's crazy. Yeah. She's just always, she's just fun. She's just, we've had her on the pod once or twice. Once. Once. I'll get her back. Yeah. I've done her pod a couple times, too. Um, Her solo pod. Mm-hmm. She's got a new hit pod out with Esther and uh, Kalila. Oh, I just watched uh, the TV was kind of on and rotating around last night. And I caught, I watched the whole series the first time, but I watched, uh, it just popped on the one of the episodes of Benji and Esther. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Alone together. Yeah. So good. I love it. It's so good. It's yeah. such a good show. I've seen like an episode or two. So cute and, and It went two or three seasons. Yeah, it was great. It was a great show. Yeah. It's crazy. A great show. Still get canceled. What, anyways? Um, hey, check it out. It's on. No, it is really good. It's a good show. Um, but yeah, Annie's fucking awesome. I'm so happy. She's always been working, but she's blowing the fuck up. Yeah. Yeah, and well deserved. She's been in the game and hustling for, God knows how long, and she's she's my people. Uh, I forget. We we don't know each other super well, but I believe that we met on the East Coast, maybe. Uh-huh. I think I've known her for a minute, but like we're we just say hey here and there. I don't really, we don't really know each other well. You grab her booty when she walks by. I only, only, <laughs> only when invited do I cross the. I have the no boundary. idea why I say that. I just try to say inappropriate shit. Like funny. I've known you all these years, <laughs> and I've never, I've never. Uh, I tried to do a joke on stage once though about grabbing your booty, like. Because we have just a thing where we can joke and it's fine. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And I think one time... You came off as a predator? It was really weird because everyone was also right at the end. I the, was screaming in the back, traumatized, though, that much. Right. <laughs> well, I came into somewhere on Sunset and we, you were hosting and leaving, but I think I was in Selene Luna's show. And when I said hi to you, I think as a joke, I just went like that. Oh, yeah, yeah, And yeah. hugged you and went like that. And then you talked about and it on stage. we talked about it and we laughed and between us, it was so funny. And then I talked about it on stage and because... And everyone was like, what the? fuck it was like because it was yeah. so me too like it was sort of at the height of all that stuff and you're like this and, dude molested that little and, hippie uh, <laughs> I tried to explain it because I told the, the joke of why I thought we thought it was funny and 
I the when I tried to explain it, it's just one of those things. Like, and then sweat dripped down his head, yeah. and then I was like, I gotta get out of here, and I just left and let him die up there. Yeah, you were gone because then I I said, oh, don't take it so seriously. He likes it, and then that made it weirder. Like yeah. people went like, Ugh. like because they just and didn't... I went, no, I don't, and I left. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you did leave. It was really funny, but it was just one of those moments where it was funny between us, but the audience was like, that was a rough show. Yeah. You shouldn't be grabbing. Uh, yeah. People, that's the thing with comedy. I, I, I spoke about this briefly. It was, it was, it was a horrible subject, but me and uh, maybe I won't name. Oh, uh, well, everyone knows a comic had just passed of, of an accidental fentanyl overdose. And so me and another friend, we were hugging each other and crying it out over our fallen friends and uh and then uh we were joking how, while crying and mourning our friends how like remember when cocaine used to be cut with baby laxatives and you just shit the bed and you mm. not you didn't die you know so then we started cackling and laughing so then i try to take that to the stage like while that shit was happening and mourning was happening and oh dear god i will <laughs> never do that again i I, I took the oxygen out of the room and I just felt so dumb because we were—it was our friend, and we we, we were mm-hmm. we were laughing, but crying. You know, it was like good. It was healthy at that second in time. And then I, I was like, I'll take it to the stage. And then I was like, Nope, 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 no. Yeah, too soon or not not my expertise. And I was like, Oh fuck. <laughs> Yeah, I yeah, it's this. just interesting when you when you kind of tread on some territory and how you. It's exciting though because even if it's not successful, I think as a performer, it's. Still, I had to try. It's it. still interesting to have those moments. I also opened up with it. Yeah, and it was oh. like a sold out show that was hot, and I was like, "You idiot! Right? You did this all like maybe in the middle towards the end." <laughs> It's oh. just funny how things land. The temp, what the temperature of the, like who people are in the room, what they're up for. Yeah, you can kind of sense. I feel like I have a pretty good sense beforehand where I'm like, because sometimes I'll plan what I'm gonna do. I'll have a loose idea of what I'm gonna do, but then when I get there and I go, oh, this room is rowdy. Like this. Also, room, crowds yeah. in Hollywood are getting more sensitive and PC, and and it's going a weird way. Uh, and it was in Hollywood, so that was like that you know and uh but you can double down i was just recently uh, emceeing a show sold out uh, hollywood improv and they're and they're pulling back on some stuff you could just tell uh, across the board not just that club you could just feel it it's a little more tight and you adjust shit you know but then i saw bobby lee go up and he had a dirty joke and they pulled back and then he just doubled and tripled down. He goes, and then he just kept going. He goes, "You think that's dirty? Wait for this one." And then he did the next one, and it had like three or four or five. T- it just kept tagging and getting darker and grosser and gross. And then he finally won them over and got an applaud break over just tripling down on dirty. And I was like, "That's what's up." So that's, that's what I gotta do. Keep going. Keep keep digging. <laughs> yeah. And. uh it's it's just weird. It's just the climate of how things are right now. Yeah, and I mean, and no, it was no big deal. We me sort of talking about how I said hi to you when we met, and but it just felt such like such a lead balloon. And it's just that moment of like, oh, there's no You're like, oh, mistake. There's mistake. no talking my way out of here. Mm-mm. Looks like this is a bomb. Yeah, that's what happens. You just you just take the L 
thing. But I feel like I in in as I was coming up and developing uh, in New York and stuff, I was in a lot of group shows where nobody. For whatever reason, no one ever wanted to be the host. Everyone always wanted to just do their thing. Um, even in variety shows, no one really liked hosting. I loved, I was always like, I'll host. And I feel like being a host and coming in sort of that way, because um, really I was like a storyteller and I didn't in the beginning really even consider myself a comic, really, because I would go, well, they're writing jokes. I'm just telling a story and I happen to be funny but now I think they kind of meld meld more they, together they, they melt together but like they are different but you know Rich Pryor is, is my favorite and one of the goats and that's all he does right but I feel like having that time on stage as a host every night like especially in the clubs like the cutting room or I used to work uh with my friend Skip Shirey and his show. He was the host of that show called Skip's Hour of Charm. But just having a lot of um, stage time where you're talking in sort of direct address to the audience really helped me later develop that skill. Because I think it's... Uh, when you host things, you, your job is to keep it really buoyant, no matter what just happened. You gotta, you gotta, yeah. You're responsible for the energy of yeah. the room, no matter what, good I, or bad. I think it trains you in a really unique kind of way. I think you become a different kind of comic, you know? Damn, I had one and then I lost it. <laughs> Hang on, where'd it go? Come on, God. It was about you. About me? Oh, it's gone. I lost it. That's why I got to interrupt. I'm like, hey, want to remember this story? Oh, please interrupt. I hope it's too I'm late. not. I was like, I don't want to interrupt them. No, but I think sometimes, because uh, I watched you, and I think what's really great about uh, when you've been in that hosting position, I, th I think that I do a similar thing. I think you always try to honor what just happened. Like, you don't. I think you have respect for whatever just went down. Yeah, whether it's yeah. a bomb or or a kill, you uh, acknowledge it. Don't shit on the person on you the might person. make them suicidal. Exactly, <laughs> they exactly. just bombed. You know, because you me, understand. You. Yeah, and it's also it keeps us buoyant. It keeps the people watching really buoyant. You got to call it out for what it is. Yeah. Otherwise, the audience will then uh, lose trust in you and be like, he's. You know? But I think it takes a certain finesse to also respect the performer and and also keep it yeah keep it moving forward because I've seen people just shit on what just happened which I know I, and I which feel I think so is the really wrong up. thing to do yeah it's so f fucked up yeah they better be an awful person and deserve it <laughs> but sometimes I just think it's about people's uncomfortability like they just don't know how to follow it up yeah but I think you have just such a good facility for uh keeping us present and buoyant and having a good time yeah like if a comic bombs and you and you don't want to shit on them but you all kind of have to you just go hey, tough ground tough ground <laughs> <laughs> yeah there's a way to there's a way to acknowledge what happened tough for that, that guy yeah. and nobody else huh just kidding <laughs> Without, you know, bringing it down totally. Yeah. Well, I know the final story I wanted to get out of you, but I had one, and it's driving me nuts. It's okay. What other crazy events have we done together? Why am I holding my fist up like this? Um, What's the uh, time marker at? Uh, an hour 16. 
Oh, wow. Oh, but you're going to edit some stuff. No, none at Just all. Not? The pee break. Okay. Yeah. I don't like podcasts that are edit. It's fucking wonky. There's dead air in real life. Why can't there be dead air on my podcast? Well, <laughs> I do know that you like and why to... is my fist still up like this? Here, um, have some psyllium. Um, well, I want that poop story about you... Um, Oh, I have a good shitting one. on that man's face. No, I'm just kidding. The one, <laughs> the one where your friend ran home ahead of you. That's my favorite one. Oh, I was. I've told you that before, but I'll tell one about me because the only reason I feel like it's not kind of you fair, don't name them. No one. No, but, so not, who's going to track down the the poop in the bushes and detective? No, I know. And but figure I out feel, who shit in WeHo and four no, I years feel bad. ago. I feel I don't want to talk about someone else's experience, even though that is a funny story. I'll I would I would rather own my own. I would rather own my own. Okay, all right. You we'll get, we'll mean? do both. Because I feel like that other story has identifying markers that that person's going to know who they are. They ain't going to listen to me. No, they would. They would listen to me. I think. They would tune in to That's see. That's the point. Yeah. So, but the, I'll just tell my own story. Uh, but I thought about it, and I do have a good one. Um, <laughs> I don't know about you or the people out there listening, but I have this kind of weird thing where, like, if I have to go to the bathroom and I catch a visual of the toilet my body is like, let's go. Like it's happening. So it's sort of- I would say that's most of us. Is that most yeah. people? So the it's, closer you get, you're like, oh yeah. my God. So it's sort of like a bird box. Like I can't look at the toilet. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, uh, so I have that response. Anyone have a sleeping mask? I got a shit. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I remember, this is years ago, I was flying over to a film festival in London and I had to get up early for the flight. And so already I'm off my schedule. Like I'm just up earlier than I would be. I'm running to the airport and I kind of have to go, but you just think, oh, I'm going to go at some point. Like I'll get to the airport, I'll get through TSA, I'll have a little break somewhere. And I was doing all that, but then whenever I got like an opportunity, it just wasn't happening because I think your body like knows you're about to travel and all this stuff. So I fully get on a plane to London from New York. Oh, no. And, <laughs> I don't like what this is And going. then my body just kind of does that thing where I don't and I'm not shy. I'll go any I'm, I'll go out at restaurants. I'm, I don't have a phobia about going places. But for whatever reason, my body was like, OK, Greg, you're on an airplane it just like your body just pulls it together and you just don't have to go for that for for it's like the, the air it's so, right something but, something happens but like for the four or six hours that i was on the plane i just didn't really have to go but then when we were landing it sort of started back up again and i'm like oh i'm gonna need to get to a bathroom soon because i've literally been on the plane now all day and uh the people hosting uh, the film festival have a sign with my name on it, you know, as I come through. And they're like, oh, Greg, we're so glad to see you. And you're you. like, out of the way. They go, oh, Greg, we're so glad to see you. And I just get swept up in that. So I don't really stop to go at the airport. And I think, and they go, oh, we're really close to the hotel. And I'm like, great. So they bring me in. To the hotel it's a beautiful again it was one of those things where i'm like oh this venue is 
doing it this is like such a nice suite it's like a nice room and they were really proud of it they like took me in and they wanted to show me like the room they got me because it was like this gorgeous bed and breakfast and they were like oh yeah we try to put all the guests here and they're showing me around and i it's, it's happening like i'm like I'm going to need to go soon in my mind. I'm thinking. So they're all telling me, oh, we're, later tonight, there's going to be the opening dinner. You're like, I'm not hearing a word yeah, you are saying. Nothing. <laughs> there's a turtle head coming out. So they're talking about how later tonight there's going to be an opening dinner and we want you to be there. And I'm like, great, great, great. Because I'm just trying to get them to leave now. So I'm kind of moving them toward the door. And then there's just no more waiting. So I just say as gracefully as I can, I'm like, listen, uh, I just need real quick. I just need to go to the bathroom. And then the guy says to me, oh, well, we're going to like go to the pub in like 20 minutes. I can just wait. And then I didn't really, you know, you don't want somebody like waiting. <laughs> yeah. You're like, uh, no, nah, man, go well, get, get, get out of here. Go play some music. <laughs> right. So I, so he goes, oh, cool. And I said, yeah, I'll meet you. I'll meet you outside in just like 20 minutes. I just want to splash some water on my face. I say, just gonna splash the water in my face. And he's like, great, great. And on the way out, he keeps trying to tell me like, oh, and the schedule and this. And I'm like, cool, cool. And finally, I shut the door and I reach down because it's, I got into that point. I reach down and I'm unbuckling my pants and pulling as I'm turning to walk toward the bathroom because I just know there's not a lot of time. And I catch a visual of the toilet and the bird box thing happens. And all I hear is thwack. And like this like 10 pound poop hits the, <laughs> like hits the floor, <laughs> like hits the floor of this like really nice tiled bathroom. And I, and I literally like, I was like three feet away from the toilet. But I considered it a success considering that I had carried it You were all. by yourself though. Yeah, I was by myself. Okay. I and was I was hoping it was the public <laughs> lobby one. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was in the room, and so you go get leave. You're like, there's a mess in there. Some animal left. <laughs> <laughs> but I considered it a success, considering I had brought it all the way from America, and got it three. I got it like next. I got it like three feet away from the toilet. It was almost a touchdown. <laughs> yeah, it was almost a win. So it's not exactly... It was a field goal. <laughs> it's not exactly shitting my pants, but it's a good like... You shit the floor I shit with the, the good 10-pound heaping I, log. I got, I got real close. That's pretty good. But it's just that thing I caught that the last minute out of the corner of my eyes, I turned around, I saw the toilet, and my body was just like, let's go. Yeah. I remember what it was. I try to make a joke out of out of your expense. No, I'm just kidding because we had we had just uh, like gotten coffee or tea at, at my sweetser apartment, uh -huh. and you were on grinder, oh. and then and then he's like, oh, he's like, oh, this guy's like. 40 feet away you know this guy and i think it was like my neighbor or something oh i think you said it was your upstairs neighbor maybe and then you and then and then you're just like oh i'm gonna go see if i get my dick sucked real quick or something possibly could have said that. yeah and then i was just like in my did head I, i'm like put, i was just like I greg i was like greg we just had scones together that was <laughs> that was the whole punchline. i was like I was just like the perks of being a gay male. It's like you go on an app and get it and be like, oh, I could get my dick sucked in four minutes and he's 40 feet away. 
and that doesn't exist with any other species on this planet. Yeah. And and uh, I'm not gay, so it's hard to talk about that stuff on Did stage. Did I say it that way though? I'm gonna go. I don't. That doesn't <laughs> sound like me. I'm not saying I didn't attempt. You didn't say that, but that's what I heard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not saying I didn't make that attempt, but I don't think I would just roll like that. No. Yeah. But I think I would have told you like, oh hey. And I was just like, I was just, I was just jealous. I was like, you were jealous. I was like, dude. Gay dudes can go to the bushes in Dodger <laughs> Park and get and get their dick sucked. That's a real thing. The bushes in Dodger and where Dodger Park? Dodger Stadium. Oh, at Dodger Stadium. Yeah, at Leisure Park. Who's hanging around Dodger Stadium? My gay buddy. <laughs> he told me. I already told this story. <laughs> he sucked a bunch of dicks and then shit his pants. Oh no! <laughs> and that was his last vice. Um, Look, so here are your neighbor, here are your gay neighbors. <laughs> He's doing it right now. He's at it again. <laughs> He's you, like, ooh, you got any you scones? I got a boner. <laughs> That's and, funny. Uh, yeah, it's just a it's just a crazy thing. I try to make funny a few times because I think it's so it's hilarious. It's hilarious. And uh, I just I don't I couldn't figure it out. There's another app you can really you can be in the know, or maybe you already know it. Uh, there's another app that's even more intense than Grinder called Snippies. What's that one called? Squirt or something? I saw the billboards <laughs> yeah. in WeHo, and I was like, "This is hilarious." <laughs> they don't give a fuck. <laughs> it's awesome. But there's one called Snippies, and what's really intense about that is it's got a little menu that shows it's user generated data, and you can post a public place where you are, where you want to get down, and it's a map of like the way of here anywhere but like they could go you can i'm not saying this in case there's legal weird stuff but like uh they'll be like you can go in the third floor of the blue building of the pacific design center there are five guys hanging out that's like that's what i'm talking about that's so weird that's to me. insane that's like and a, that that's, exists for that's kind only of next gay level dudes. that's next level Oh look! There's, I'm not going to expose anyone on. But look at this this neighbor, this nice older. He's gentleman. married. <laughs> <laughs> this nice older gentleman lives. lives I close. know his wife. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably true. Probably true. Another funny thing I never could make funny on stage, just working in West Hollywood, and you know. Uh, the 24-hour fitness that is not 24 hours because after midnight it just turns into a gay orgy because all the clubs. Remember, <laughs> would tell us all those stories. We could bleep his name. I used to have a joke about that too, where I would say it's one of the few 24-hour fitnesses that's not 24 hours because they have to close it. Because our coworker yeah. at Trader Joe's worked there before it was 24 hours. I mean, uh, not 24 hours, and he used to say, "Oh yeah, we tried." everything and as soon as the bars let out this shit turned into a wild orgy in yeah. the sauna room every night to where they're just like we gotta close at 11 and he's like we tried every hour or two we would move it earlier hours <laughs> and then they would just show up earlier and just turn into a fuck fest and i was like damn can you imagine that anyway you can't <laughs> <laughs> You can too. It's not that hard. It's I'm just not that not hard. Not in the cocks, bro. Yeah, no. I'm not trying to, you know. I'm not trying to convince it's you. Not a not a dick guy. <laughs> You're an ass guy, though. 
You, yeah, you could trick me. You could <laughs> trick can. me. It flops down. Hey, <laughs> where'd that thing come from? <laughs> Anyways, I guess that that about does it, huh? I don't know if you'd be so easily tricked. No, I know what's up. Like, I see the duct tape. I got all them. Well. Listen, and I don't want to put out the image that gay folks are tra- out there trying to trick anyone. What do you mean? I know a lot of you guys it's that are all, out into the tricky it's all, stuff. It's all I have like three close gay <laughs> homies that are out on uh, Santa Monica Boulevard with the high thong just trying to catch a straight boy coked up. Be like, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> And they'll get a couple here and there. They will, and they tell me. Doesn't Thomas, Thomas Dale talks about that, getting all the... Getting all the yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, But there's... Yeah. I want less of that. If we're going to get together, I want you to be sort of... I don't... You know, like people... Guys are like, I don't know. I've never... I'm... It, like, you know, bro. It's too much. <laughs> if you're in the room, you know. <laughs> like, no I, one accidentally ends up in that room. Because I feel know? like if... I see you, a big fat cock, I go, that's not for me. Yeah. Because I feel like if you don't know, I don't know. Like, I'm not going to convince you. Yeah. You know, I would rather everyone's like willing and not playing, not pretending and playing again. There was this one comic. I haven't seen him in years, but he had this brilliant bit of where he's like, a straight dude is the last person I want to fuck because then he wants to kill me immediately afterwards to keep his secret safe or something. And it it was dark, but it, it was done much better than that. And, uh, I saw it once at the improv like six years ago. That's how good of a joke it was that I probably... That you can't remember. That I can't remember, exactly. but that's the gist of it. Yeah. You know how many jokes we hear and enter our brain and never... You know what I mean? Like oh, if, if yeah. you just remember even the gist of a joke, that's a brilliant joke because I'm in the clubs every night of my life and you hear yeah. 59 million jokes. For, for one to stand out, you're like, oh, that's a good bit. Because he said it and it got a huge laugh and an applaud break. That's when it's <laughs> true, and you know, I need it to be more workshop. I need to hear the original. Ah, it was six years ago, bro. Okay. I, I don't. Know. I feel like that's, uh, yeah. Well, you're wrapping up. I don't want to. Yeah, it was told by a, a big gay dude, and he killed that shit. And nice. uh, as the big gay dudes do. Yeah, that's all I remember. And I was just like, damn, yeah, I, I never re- thought of that aspect of it. That's scary and true and hilarious. It's all of the things. Jokes, I, I think that's why uh, I I like working with other performers and writing with them because I have a good memory, like all. And so I part of what I do is when I sit with other performers and help them when they're developing their specials and stuff is I'll reflect. I just often remind them of what they say. I go, remember a yeah. month ago when you said this? Or remember, because I have a good facility for sort of like... Um, calling back things that you have a genius in the sense that you see the arc and beginning middle end of the story that i am not able to see in even my own story and i'm like oh thank you but see that's the advantage of sitting over here is like you have the thing of being able to kind of go oh i can take something oh this doesn't make sense yeah this could tie in to this other thing but sometimes when you're sitting in the middle of your own stuff it's just hard to remember um but yeah i remember like you say if a joke sticks in your brain uh i'll remember it for years i don't necessarily remember who said it like if it's years gone by i go oh i remember back in new york this one person told uh joke about this and i can't maybe not recall the person but the joke will always yeah stick there and that's a good bit 
because we hear bits every night of our yeah. lives. Every night of our lives. What am I talking about? Every night of our lives. So what? what's one of your, uh, I don't know. A joke I heard once that I'll never forget. Mm-hmm. By the by the great Jimmy Wolpert, I believe was his name. He he rest in peace, brother. He I I believe he went swimming in the ocean drunk and didn't make it out. So be careful. Oh, no. But no. I met this kid one time and I heard him sh- tell this joke one time and I was maybe a year or two into comedy. This is like 8 years ago and I'll never forget it. He said uh growing up his parents uh used to fight a lot and they would always say earmuffs, Jimmy, earmuffs. And uh, and then I would say, yeah, but I could still see you beating the shit out of each other. <laughs> and then I was like, damn, that's a good joke. Yeah. R.I.P. Jimmy. Don't do drugs, kids. On that note. On that note. <laughs> that's <fist>. dark. <laughs> um, keep... I don't know what that was. While you're thinking, that's your thinking fist. <laughs> I know. What was it? Uh, we can't end on that. Something happy. Anyway, no, you, you can. That's life, you know. Well, I just love you, Mr. Wallet. Oh, I love you too. Good and, to see you. And, uh, no, you're going to leave me hanging. Oh, I didn't know. I, I, I'm sorry. I didn't <laughs> <Thanks>. know. <laughs> I'll see you on Santa Monica Boulevard with your high thong hiked up uh, on Saturday nights. Um, well, this is like the first time <laughs> in two years I think I've put on underwear and actually gotten reasonable. Oh, really? Yeah. So I'm glad it was for yeah, me. For you. <laughs> I, I got I got a little dressed. I got out of the lounge clothing. Oh, here's a fun story. Uh when I <laughs> pooped at your house and I used the damn uh alcohol wipes you had out. The bleach Clorox <laughs> oh, wipes. Yeah, you're not the only one. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't you talk about this a couple podcasts? Yeah. 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 Because it was at his house. <laughs> yeah. And Trader Joe's. Uh, I learned my lesson. Well, this is the thing. They were I, right there. I used to keep. I used to they keep. They didn't look. They didn't say Clorox either. No, they, they it, did. I'm, I'm going to defend myself. They say it was yellow and orange and it said Clorox in big letters. Did on it? it? Yes. And I used to keep I'm it. not on, a big reader. I used to keep it on the counter to like encourage people to maybe like help themselves if they needed to like wipe up or whatever, wipe the counter. And you're not the only one. I had to put it under the sink because people. Uh, a girl that I know she was over at my house we were hanging out she's like I have to go to the bathroom and then she came back and she's sitting on the couch and she keeps shifting around and she's like I don't know what's going on but I am on fire (laughs) and I go what do you mean she goes I don't know I don't know everything is just burning my pussy burns (laughs) and so um, she's like I just use those lemon wipes (laughs) I'm like those are I'm like that's Clorox. Be like, you need to take a shower yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. Now. So right now, I miss. learned, and she got angry. She's like, Greg, you can't have this sitting out. I would never be angry at yeah. you. No, but she was like, you can't have this sitting out. He didn't wipe your vagina, <laughs> miss. You wiped but it. But I did put it under the counter because you weren't the only one. Like, people saw those Clorox wipes and they used them. Yeah. Like in the wrong way. I mean, yeah, I talked about it. I've done it a handful of times accidentally and on purpose calculated risk where I was like, it is what it is. I got to clean myself. Oh, I don't know if I burn. would be that desperate. <laughs> burn. But yeah. No, but I learned that lesson. Like several people were like, Greg, you can't just keep that out. But wouldn't you read the word Clorox? I would hope so. I think so. 
I'm not the only one. <laughs> You're not the only one. There was a girl who, who I knew who was like, you gotta... I believe that was one other dude too. You told me. I don't know. Maybe. I remember. Anyway. I just like people to be clean. Like if you come over, <laughs> not in that way. I just way. like people to be clean and in pain. <laughs> not in that way. Just in the house. In the... That's so funny. If like, you want to wipe up the bathroom while you're in there. Imagine just being at a strange, not a strange, a friend's house. Be like, something's burning. <laughs> it was awful. What is this? But I also yeah. felt like, why are people not reading the jar, the bottle? We're busy. Yeah. We're busy in there. Are we? No, we're not. <laughs> okay. All right. Do it. Um, take care of yourself. Peace and love. Vibrate higher. Thanks for tuning in, listening. Check out my man, Greg Wallach. Hi. He is funny as shit and a, and a dear, dear, sweet, good man. Oh, thank you. You too. And then, oh, thank you. Um, I'm on the Instagram and the... Yeah, we'll tag you in all things at Greg about, Wallach. That's about it, yeah. And uh, I'll do a little intro, plugging the dates that aren't past. <laughs> <laughs> Phoenix, Arizona, San Francisco, Florida. Coming up. I'm coming. Oh, I love nice. You all. Thank you for tuning in. Peace. Bye.